One of the things that I love about this whole micro church thing and um, what we're doing is we get to see all of these different individuals and groups and families get together and, and be micro churches. I don't know about you, but in the 80s, uh, there was this thing, there was this little toy called Micro Mini Machines. And in it, there were, there was these commercials. I don't know if, it, if, it, if they're, they're probably just like my age group right now. It's like, yes, I remember. Remember the commercial, Micro Mini Machines, where this guy, he was a speed talker and he would speed talk an entire like three minute commercial in 30 seconds. And he just sped through this. And it was just one of those memories when I was, when I've been working on this micro church thing, I keep on thinking of Micro Mini Machines and how they take regular cars and make them tiny, itsy-bitsy micro cars. And they sold them for the same amount they would a normal car. What's the deal with that? Uh, On it, though, at the very end of his commercials, he says this. He says, remember, if they don't say micro mini machine on it, uh, they're not the real thing. And it was so unique that he said that almost every time, like micro mini machines had to have this, like, this is us. If it's anybody else is an imposter. And I want to share with you, uh, in order to be a micro church, you actually have to be church. You like be Jesus to people, be love, be compassionate. Don't just say I go to church and do something completely different. Like walk the walk, talk the talk. Um, I want to invite you in on that because Jesus isn't just saying, hey, these are the things I did and I would love you to do, but you don't have to do them. Like, I want to encourage you, um, be a representation of Jesus right now in your community, where you are, in your networks, because you have an opportunity in front of you that isn't isolation. It's actually breaking out of that and connecting with more people because you have to make your online relationships actually deeper and more profound And so we want to make sure that our foundation is on Jesus. How does that work and what do we do? And so I want to talk through uh, that a little bit. So our series over the next couple of weeks is just going to be microchurch. What is it like to be a microchurch? And where do we see that in scripture? Because it should line up with scripture. So uh, before I get going, get your Bible. Um, open up your, your phone or whatever, get on the BibleGateway.com, whatever you need to do to find the scriptures, but Genesis chapter 12 and Luke chapter 10. Just go to those two. I'm going to hit those up really quickly. So first off, what is a church? I, I, I want to make sure we're clear about what a church is. I think I referenced this earlier before we started worship, but a church is this. The, the, the word ecclesia is really a, the called, a called out people, a called out group, and following after Jesus. So the church is a called out group. We're not called to isolate. We're not called to back down. We're not called to just hide. We're called to be a light of of Jesus where we are. And so I want to encourage you that that is what a micro church would be. It would be little lights throughout uh, all of Chico, all of Butte County, all of California, wherever you might find yourself, that you would shine brightly in this season that's pretty dark and glim for a lot of people. People are looking for joy. They're looking for hope. They're looking for peace. And the ultimate hope and peace is is found in Jesus. It's not really found in anything of the world. Some things are satisfactory and okay, but they're not profound in the sense of eternal like Jesus. So we're inviting you in on that, and we would love for you to jump in on that with us. One of our mission statements here, or the mission statement, not that we have many, we have one, and it's very simple. It's connecting people to Jesus. Uh, my goal isn't tell you, to tell you how to live. My goal is to point you to Jesus and he's going to minister to you. He's going to reveal things to you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to relate with you. He's going to meet you where you're at. And so my goal isn't to be like, you better get with it. No, 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 no. The, the church has done that before. 
Uh, and in fact, if you've been hurt by that, please forgive me and the church and, and, and don't take that in, in line with who God is. I really, really mean that because the church has done a really bad job of actually loving people a lot of times. And this isn't a time to bash on the church, but to, to reflect on, hey, we could have done things better. So in way to do it better, my job and my calling as a pastor and as a leader is to, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you how I live my life because I live it by the word of God and, and directed by Jesus. And I'm going to tell you how I get connected with him. So I'm, I'm more like a signpost than I am. You better do this or else it's, it's Jesus is right there. Let's, let's go talk to him. Uh, So I want to encourage you that we are to be people who are connectors, facilitators. We're the ones getting people connected to the Lord. And then he's going to do the work that needs to happen. So I want to encourage you with that. And then with our mission statement, we have what's called our, our, how do we achieve that? Like, what's the vision to achieve the mission? Well, the vision is very simple. It's gather together, grow together, and then go together. So obviously we're gathering together online, right? Good job. We're doing that. We're growing together constantly. So we're growing in our life groups. We're growing in these Zoom groups. We're growing right now as I'm going to be preaching the word, like sharing, hey, how, how, this is how I want to have you consider how to live, live your life for the Lord. And, and right now, more than anything, this is our go together. We're going. I mean, Jesus is, has kind of like, we're, we're outside the church now. We're outside the building. We're outside the walls and we're on our go together. And that's the part I really want to focus in on this morning. This, this word go, this, this, this meaning of what is, it, what is it like to actually go together with the same mission? I want to look at the story of Abram. It's found in Genesis 12, which I told you about, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. So if you'd go there with me, I'm going to read uh, the first few verses there <clears throat> as I find it. And uh, I'm going to read the first couple of uh, verses, but, but here's the deal. God called Abram to go, and, and we're going to read that. Um, in, in doing so, what ends up happening is it, ent- it entices this, this place of fear, this place of like unsurety, this, this, this place of unknown, uh, unfamiliarity. Like the Lord is asking him to step out of his comfort zone. And you'll see this here in the scripture. And he's asking him to go. And it's powerful because in a way, we're all in that place, this place of fear, this place of isolation, this place of maybe even desperation. And if you are a believer in Jesus, your hope, the anchor of your soul, that you're not going to be shaken. You're going to say, you're going to trust that the Lord's going to take care of your every need. And you're then also going to give away in your need and, and watch and see him supply your need as you love and care for others. So let's, let's look at this story together. So it's, it's found in, in chapter 12. And, and if you've been at Life Church, you've heard this story, but it's okay because the world needs to hear it. This is an incredible passage that I love and I'll always go back to. So in chapter 12, verse one, it says, the Lord had said to Abram, go. So the Lord came to Abram and he said, go. First word, go. From your country, from your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And verse two says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever uh, curses you, I will curse. Okay, check it out. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. But it all starts with this one word, go. 
So my question to you is, what's your go? What, what is the Lord asking of you in this season where it could be easy just to kind of disconnect altogether and, and hide and back away? And, um, and I think the Lord is actually calling us out instead of in. Now, we're not actually going out and about like every, you know, we're not trying to spread this whole thing of COVID-19, but, but we're asking, he's asking us something in here. What's our go? So this word go, let's check it out. The, the Hebrew word go is actually halak in Hebrew, okay? And when you break it down, when you look at the definition of this word halak in, in Hebrew, it's, it's, uh, it means to walk, uh, to move, or accompany. And so when I was reading into this years ago and, and looking at this, this word, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to walk, I'm going to move, and am I going to accompany? But who am I going to accompany? Like, what, how does that work? And so uh, when you read further throughout the definition, it breaks down and it actually says to become greater. So here's the deal. When Abram goes, he's going with God. And when you go with God, where God goes, I go. I spoke that a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. Where God goes, I go. Uh, where he goes, no matter where he is, I'm going to be greater, not because of me and what I do, but because I'm in his presence. And that's what makes me greater. Not greater and better than anybody else in the room, but, but I'm, my life is going to be more full. It's gonna, I'm going uh, to reach that place of fulfillment and purpose. It will become better. And I love that when we follow after the Lord, even in the midst of unknown and unsure times and, and fear, when we follow after the Lord, we'll, we'll become greater. Check it out. If you're not following after the Lord, you're kind of trudging through your own path. You're making a way for yourself. And you're only going to get to this place of like ah, satisfactory living. You could make money. You could not make money. You could just kind of figure things out and, and things just kind of maybe work out. Uh, AT&T has these really funny commercials right now. They, they, they do all these different things and they say, just okay is not okay. And what I would say is go with God. It will be greater because on your own, it's just okay. So let's check it out. So God's, he comes to Abram, right? And the very first word that God speaks to Abram, Abram wasn't, he was a shepherd out in the middle of nowhere. And God all of a sudden reveals himself to him. And he says, go. So he says, what does he say? He says, go from your land. Okay, go from your country, go from your people, and go from your father's household. I want to break these, th th these three down real quick. So when it says go from your country, this is, this is really saying go from the things that you know. I mean, Abram was a shepherd, so he knew his land. He knew his tribe and clan. He knew the land. He knew the framework of it. And God was calling him out of what he knew into the unknown. I, mean, I don't know about you, but that's scary. Uh, that's challenging. Um, when you start a new job, when you move across the country, when you do different things, it's, it's scary because there's so many unknowns. So the very first thing God is calling him to do is go from your land, that which makes you secure. The, and, and, and why? Because his promise is what we read in verses two and three. It says, I will make you a great nation. So go from your country say, so go for my country because I'm going to make you your own country and I'm going to make you great there. So that's the promise. I'm going to be, you're going to become greater. The next thing is go from your people. So go from your loved ones, go from those, go from those that you are familiar with and you're safe with. And, and, and that's a real challenging thought. Like, Lord, why would you have me go from, from the, the people that I love? 
And here's, here's, here's the why, because I always like asking that why. Like, why are you asking him to do this, Lord? And what does he say? Because I will make your name great. <laughs> so your name, your household name, um, in fact, it wasn't even his, it was his father-in-law. So he was just going to be kind of known within that little small family. But he was calling him out because he said, I'm going to make you a great nation and I'm going to make your name great. So I'm calling you to something greater than what you know right now. And that's what the Lord is doing with all of us. He's saying, look, I've got more for you, but you've got to step in and step out and trust the Lord in this. So there's that. And then finally, the third one is go from your father's house. And this is pretty plain and clear for me, at least it's, it's his inheritance and it's his secure finances. Like he had it set. He didn't have to do anything. He was going to hit when his father-in-law passed away, he was going to receive an inheritance. He had his, he had his plan. Anybody have your plan? Well, I think a lot of things and a lot of plans right now are really shifting and changing and adjusting. Look at churches. I mean, they've all had to adjust and, and, and fix and, and, and change their plans. So what? I go where God goes. I do what God asks me to. So I want to invite you into, uh, this is a place where Abram was going like, wait, you're asking me to go from my security. You're, you're, you're asking me to go from the people I love because I'll have more people down the, down the road. And then you're asking me to, to let go of the security and inheritance that I have. Why? And this is what he says. He says, because all, all will be blessed through you. So not only the people that you're with right now, but the great nation that you'll lead, all people will be blessed. So, so all of these people and this small group. So do you see what the Lord's doing here? He's saying, look, I know you like your, your current situation, how sweet and perfect and, and comfortable it is, but I'm calling you out of your comfort to make a difference in somebody else's life that will then produce something incredible for somebody else. And I want you to understand how powerful that is. When, when we give away our life and we go with God, we become greater, not because I need to be great, but because I want to give glory to God and see him do a work through this guy, right? Like if he can do a work through me, he can do a work through you. So let's, let's jump on that together. So all will be blessed. So in verse four, you see it right there. It says, Abram went. <laughs> I love it. It's it, it, this word went is literally the same word as go. So it's just past tense. So Abram went. He he went and he became greater as he went with God. So let's go and do those things that God's asking us to do. Are you challenged yet? I know you're probably going like I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what this means for me and how that works, but but it's not you it's not up to you to figure that out. It's for you to come to the Lord and say, "Lord, what is my go and would you speak that into me?" Would you teach me? Would you show me those things? So, um, and <clears throat> by the way, I would call Abram right here the very first micro church. Uh, you get to look through all the scripture, and I love making sure that when I speak about something, it aligns with scripture. But I see this as Abram took his family and the sheep that he had, and he went off as his own micro church. And he went to a land that was unknown. And then he became literally the largest church in, in world history. So see what God does through the obedience that Abram might not have really wanted to go. He was probably fearful, scared, intimidated, all of those things. But he took that step and he took his family and he trusted in the Lord. So that was a go. When I look at Luke chapter 10, and if you turn there, what's, what's cool is I see the first story of Abram as kind of like a type of the Great Commission. 
it's a foreshadowing of what Jesus brought as the Great Commission. Jesus, Jesus said it himself in Matthew 28. He says, go, therefore, and, and show people about Jesus. Teach people about uh, how to obey my commands and, and make disciples of all men and baptize them. And, and there's different variations through the Gospels, but that's basically it. He says, go. And then he gives some instruction. And then he says this. He says, and I will be with you. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing as, as God coming to Abram with that one word go is like, go, I'll be with you. And man, watch and see what I do through you. Oh, it's so amazing. So I want to encourage you with that. So Luke chapter 10 right here, as we get into this is, is really about uh, Jesus sending out a bunch of micro churches. So let's read it real quick. I'm going to read verses uh, one through four, and then I'm going to comment on a couple of things. So he says this, it says, after the Lord appointed 72 others. So he had the 12 disciples and then he appointed 72 more. Um, and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Check it out. So Jesus gathers 72 more people and he says, okay, look, if you're following after me, here's the deal. I'm going to send you out two by two. So not as one group of 72, because you could have a lot of confidence in yourselves at that point, but actually I'm going to send you in groups of two. Can you imagine going like, oh my gosh, are you, you're, so Jesus, you, you, I thought I was just saying yes to hang out with you. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Okay. So you're actually asking me to go to a, like to go to a different town with somebody else. And actually, oh, you're, you're asking me to go right here. And, and he says to every place, uh, where he was about to go and, and look at, if you're a follower after Jesus, here's the deal. Jesus is sending you to make a way <laughs> so that when he arrives, check it out, when he arrives, people will understand who he was and what he's all about. And so you are a light. And so when you bring your light, when you bring Jesus to the table in any circumstance you're around, you're pre preparing a way for the Lord to do a work in that person or those individuals' lives. So it matters what you do. Okay, check it out. So verse two, it says, and he told them the harvest is plentiful. So there's plenty to harvest, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore to send out workers into his harvest field. He's like, look, you're going to need some help because the world is plenty and needs me. And so you're going to need help. So be praying to the Lord to ask for more. Okay. That's a whole sermon in itself. Verse three, it says, he says, go look at the person next to you or the people you're looking at or me and say, go like, He's, he's saying it right here. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among the wolves. That sounds a little intimidating. Yes. So similar to Abram stepping out of the unknown. He's like, uh, I'm sending you out in twos and into like a place where there's wolves. Like uh, the world is going to might tear you up. The, the Pharisees, the religious order, they might tear you up. But, but here's the deal. I'm going to be with you. So I'm going to prepare the way for you. He says, do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Here's, the, can you imagine? Look at this. Okay, gather up guys, all 72 of you. Come on, come on, come on. And everybody's like, oh, cool. We're, we're being called out by Jesus. This is awesome. And he goes, two, 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 36 groups of two. Good. You got your partner. Okay, now go. And they're like, well, where? To the towns that I'm sending, that I'm going to go to. Like, like, can I, right now? Yeah, yeah, no, right now. Go. He's saying, go. Um, you know, just watch out for the wolves to the left and to the right and just make sure you watch your way. But, but check it out. He says, don't, don't bring any, uh, don't bring um, your purse, meaning your money. Don't bring a bag of supplies. Don't bring your sandals, but just go. 
So I can imagine the, the, these new disciples, these newly recruited disciples are like, what? you want me and, and Joe here, who I don't even trust, and I'm a little unsure of, by the way, right, uh, to go to these towns. Okay. And you know what? They did. They went. They did it. it it's incredible. Uh, in 8 and 9, verse 8 and 9, it says this. He says, when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. And verse 9 says, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God uh, has come near to you. Meaning Jesus is, is on his way and, he, and we're making a way. And so Jesus gave these disciples the power and authority to heal the sick, to cast out the demons. Like, man, that's, in, that's some serious stuff right there. And Jesus is doing that for you right now. He says, hey, you follow me. I'm going to make you greater. I'm going to give you all the supplies you need. You don't need your money. You don't need your bag of supplies. You don't need your sandals. I'm going to give you everything you need. In fact, I'm going to give you more so that you can heal the sick and that you can cast out the demons, the fear, the challenges, the isolation, the depression, the, all of those things that, that weigh in. Us. I can actually, in Jesus' name, cast those out and say, no, 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 I don't live in a place of fear. I don't get a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind from, from Timothy, right? So Jesus gives me those things. He doesn't give me a spirit of fear. So I'm able in his power and authority to, to, to cast that out, say in Jesus' name, no, mm-mm. I'm not going to reside in that place. How about you pray that right now, right? Like we all need that. So here we are, verse, verse uh, <clears throat> 16 and 17. Let's go there, 16 and 17. And uh, it, it's just about wrapping up right here. It says, Jesus says, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. But whoever rejects me, rejects him who sent me. So he's basically saying to, hey, those who may, might be listening right now to Jesus's words, so some of you might have a skepticism and, and maybe rightfully so, but I want to encourage you. This is the time to listen to the words of, of Jesus. Dig into this, read, read uh, scripture in, in, in the gospels, hear Jesus's words. And he's saying, would you listen? Uh, because those who reject reject you are going to reject me. And then if they reject me, they're going to reject the Father. So we don't want to get in that pattern. We want to come into what Jesus has for us. So he says this in, in verse 17. It says, the 72 returned. And it says, they returned with joy. Um, they went out with fear. <laughs> with, with a uh, Joe who couldn't even, you know, take care of himself. And now I'm like, we're partnering together and, and now we're going out to these towns, but it says they returned with joy. They left with maybe some fear, maybe some discouragement, maybe some, uh, unknowns, unsureties. And they went still because they went with God and they returned with joy. And, and this is what they said. It says, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. They, they came back going, Lord, Jesus, it worked. Yeah, it really, really worked that, that we went, we didn't have anything. And, and he, I can imagine all these groups of 36 uh, micro churches were talking to Jesus saying, and we, we did this and, and we didn't have any money, but somebody came and they gave us bread. And, and man, we didn't, ha- we didn't know where we were going to sleep. And then all of a sudden this old man came by and he said, hey, do you have a place to sleep? And he invited us into his home. Look, Jesus supplies every need that you have. So they're full of joy. And I want to talk about joy for one second. 
Joy is different than happiness. Joy is a product of the Holy Spirit. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Happiness is a momentary blip on the radar. Happiness is when I eat a bowl of ice cream, okay? Joy comes when the Lord uses me, uses this broken guy, uses this guy who who could be off the rails. He uses me to make an impact on somebody else's life. Man, that brings such joy in my life because joy is connected with eternal fulfillment. That's where you get this unending joy that even in times of sorrow and strain and strife, you can have this unending joy because your joy is an eternal joy, not happiness. Too many of us are looking for to be happy and, and that's not what we're called to. We're called to this place that says, I wanna have this deep unending joy like these disciples that even in the midst of this unknown scary time, they came back with joy. And I want to point out in, in uh, verse 21, Jesus then, it says that he was full of joy. So he sent these disciples out and, and he got to hear all the testimonies and stories of them coming in. And, and it says that he was full of joy in the Holy Spirit and he praised the Father. So you see Jesus, he's like, oh man, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud that you've done what I asked you to do. And then he turns around and he praises the father for what he did through him for them. And I just can't express that enough that that is the go. That is the, that's so exciting and so incredible to be a part of that. So what is the go that, that the Lord is asking of you? Let's look at the great commission one more time. It says that in Matthew 28, it says, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, teaching them, teaching them to obey the commands that I have commanded you. And surely, absolutely, and 100%, I will never leave you, forsake you. I will be with you always. So you invite the Lord in, He will be with you always, 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 always. Here's two things that I'd love for you to do with me, maybe invite you in on. I know this is a, this is a private moment, honestly. It's just you and in the video screen and me and you and, and the Lord. And uh, depending on where you're at, you might be with your family, but man, fathers, this is a chance to be humble and, and vulnerable with your family. Uh, moms, this is your chance to show your kids that, that your relationship with the Lord matters. But here's the deal. Number one, I would love for you to respond to Jesus. If he's asking you to go, he's also asking you to, he's asking you to come with him. So would you go with him? Uh, maybe that means you just want to start a relationship with the Lord first. And if you do, that's, that's the very first step that you take, that you would go with God. And you would say, Jesus, you came to this earth to die on that cross for me. And, and when I say that, I want to I wanna make sure you understand what's going on is Jesus died on that cross uh, because he had to pay for the sin that you and I, especially this guy, have incurred. So when he died on that cross, he's basically saying, I took your sin on the cross for you so that I wouldn't have to pay the penalty, which is death for that sin. So, when I say respond to Jesus, it's a, uh, Jesus, I, I'm so sorry that I was part in you taking on that cross because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's just no doubt about it. I don't think there's anybody in home right now that would say, you know, I've actually lived a perfect life. No, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've always, we've all messed up. 
And all that is, is just saying, Lord Jesus, thank you for, for taking my sin. And then when he took that sin, he died on that cross. He, he left that sin in the grave. <laughs> and when he left that sin in the grave, he rose again. Perfect. So this is the deal is we believe in Jesus who took the sin for us, died on the cross, rose again. He conquered the sin that so easily entangles us. And he conquered death. That is a death sentence for us here on this earth and gave us an eternity. So I want you to respond. I want to invite you to respond to the call of Jesus to be with him, to have a relationship with him. And all that is saying, Jesus, forgive me. I want to know you. Lead me. Amen. So if you did that, if you want that, um, we have these, these little yes packets that we would love to mail to you because there's great information about next steps. What does that mean? What do I do now? So we want to mail this to you if you said yes to that. Um, and we'll get that to you this week for sure. Uh, the other thing I would love to encourage you is, is it, maybe you have a relationship with the Lord, but man, this is your time to be released. Like I, I want to say these micro churches, man, be released to do the things that God's asking you to do that you would follow after him wholeheartedly, that you wouldn't resist, you wouldn't refrain, you wouldn't hold back, but you would step out and be released to trust in the Lord as you go. Just like those disciples went without any supplies, anything, they, they went and they, they, they were taken care of. So first of all, respond. Second of all, be released and do the things that God's asking you to do and become greater because of it. Can we do that? I love you guys. Let me pray and let's connect this week online for sure. So Jesus, we come before you right now, wherever we are, Lord, whether we're, whether we're at home or we're on a hike or whatever it might be, Lord, I pray right now that you would make yourself known. You would be real to each and every individual and that you would teach us what your go is for us, Lord. You've created us. So you have the best go intention in mind, Lord. You, 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 you have purposes for set out for us, Lord. So Lord, do something immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine ourselves. Do something greater than we ever know. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I'm so grateful that we can meet online and uh, make sure you continue to share and like and all that stuff. But most of all, if you want to get connected through a Zoom at noon or whatever else, life groups, go to our website, email us, let us know. We will see you guys later on this week. Love you so much. See you later.